Hey everybody, Michael Hyde here. As leaders and achievers, we're all trying to work through this unique moment that we find ourselves in. And over the last few weeks, we've brought you specific coronavirus-related content. We wanted to help you navigate from where we were before the pandemic into this new current reality. Well, it feels like we've settled into a new normal, at least for now. So we want to bring you some episodes we recorded before the crisis started. Honestly, I think the subjects here are even more valuable now as we're creating a new future. Well, I feel the same about my new book, The Vision Driven Leader. Wow, if there was ever a time we needed to create a positive vision for the future, it's right now. The book is a vision creation toolkit, and I know this is something you're going to need as we move into the future. That's The Vision Driven Leader, and it's available online everywhere books are sold. And you can find out more at visiondrivenleader.com. Anyway, thanks for listening and enjoy this episode of Lead to Win. Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. And I'm Megan Hyatt Miller. And this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. And today we're going to finally answer the big question everybody has about vision. How in the world do you get it done? Yeah, this really is the big question because, <laughs> believe it or not, vision does not accomplish itself. I think we've all had that experience before. We've had a big vision and then we try to execute on it and there's some kind of disconnect. It doesn't quite work that well. You know, you may have something that you think is super inspiring and super clear and you think your team is aligned and they're motivated, but then life gets busy. You know, business brings up unexpected challenges and while you're making a lot of effort, you're just not making the progress progress that you want. And that's why it's really important to link your vision to your strategy to your execution. Because if you get those things either uh, in the wrong order or disconnected from each other, you will not be able to realize the vision that you have for your company or your team. Well, today we're going to talk about how you link vision to execution. And we've got a system that'll ensure that you're able to execute on your vision. But we've got to bring Larry on to guide us through the discussion. Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing yeah. great. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Beautiful day. Vision is about what, not how. Don't let people derail you by talking about how. Focus on the vision. But as it turns out, you actually do have to get to the how. You do. And I think it's important to distinguish between vision and strategy. You know, vision is the what, strategy is the how. The vision, you know, doesn't change that often. But the strategy, you know, you can change that as often as it takes. The important thing, is it moving you toward the vision? But then the really thing that's that's important is execution. Do you guys remember that book, The Secret, that came out a couple decades ago? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, so I loved that book initially because I thought, all I got to do is come up with this vision. You just kind of like put it out to the universe. Just manifest it, baby. And apparently, <laughs> apparently the universe will bring it to your doorstep and you don't have to do any work. Man, I wish that were true. I know. I mean, you could see why this, you know, quote, law of attraction, there's probably something to it, but not in the way people think. Because I've never seen a vision come to pass without a lot of hard work. And the execution is the missing ingredient. And in fact, execution in most corporations is kind of the holy grail. You know, everybody talks about execution. There have been entire books written on execution. Everybody talks about improving execution. But the truth is, you can't have execution without vision. You can't have it without strategy. And the reason it's so hard is because people aren't able to link the vision with their daily actions. So today's going to be all about creating that linkage. 
So today we're saying that every leader can connect their vision to execution through a chain of five links. And we're going to give those five links to you right here. The first one is the vision script. Okay, the vision script is the basis of everything else. So a vision script is not a vision statement. You know, this isn't a motto for you to to, to slap on a a coffee mug or a t-shirt. No, this is more developed than this. This is something three to five pages long. Again, I get into it in the Vision Driven Leader, but it's a master document, not a slogan. It's something that gives the specific details of what the future looks like and feels like, and it's written, and it covers four areas, team, products, marketing, and impact. Michael, I think we ought to take next week and really just do a deeper dive on that vision script. I think that would make a great show for people and really explain what the book is about. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So link one is the vision itself, and that comes from your vision script, which uh, Michael talks about in the book. Link two, then, is the annual plan. Well, this is where the rubber starts to meet the road. You know, your your vision is kind of the biggest of big pictures that you're creating from. But that then informs what you're going to be doing in the next year. So now you need an overview of the route. How are you going to make progress in the next year toward that three to five year vision? Um, it You know, there's going to be lots of paths that you could take. And so you need to consider those carefully. But when you think about that three to five year time horizon, and you start to consider your annual plan, you want to ask questions like, what will you do in this coming year to make progress on your vision? You know, how far do you need to get if you were kind of pacing yourself? How far do you need to get um, to make it all the way to the completion of that vision in the time horizon that you've set? What projects are you going to undertake that will bring you closer? You need to really get clear on what are the outcomes that you're going to be achieving. What initiatives will you create? What products will you create? What will you stop doing? That's a really important question. And the great thing about your vision as uh, related to your annual plan is it acts as a filter for your goals. You know, if you're thinking about what you're going to do and not do, and that's ultimately kind of how this works out in your annual plan is a set of goals. The vision is so helpful in determining what fits and what doesn't fit, what's outside of the scope of the vision, for example. And the clearer your vision script is, the more obvious the answers become. So that hard work that you're going to do in creating your vision script, again, which is outlined in detail in the Vision Driven Leader book, um, that is going to inform everything else that you're doing. Okay, I have a question about that annual plan. Are you saying you're lining out your goals for like the next three to five years and then just picking one or two of those goals for this year? Or are you just talking about this year? that you're going to look at. Yeah, not necessarily. For the annual plan, really what you're doing is you're looking at that three to five year plan and you're saying what needs to happen in the next year in terms of goals to make progress that's you know kind of on pace with what needs to happen to reach the vision. So you're really looking at in the next year, how far do I want to get? Megan, I want to just ask you, because some people may be curious, what does that look like inside of Michael Hyde and Company? How do we put that annual plan together? So that begins in our strategic planning process with a review and then a possible, usually a revision of our vision script. So of course, that's something that we have had in place for quite some time, but every year it gets updated. You know, we want to dig in deep to it. We're reviewing it actually on a quarterly basis, but for the purposes of revising it, that happens on an annual basis. 
And that really puts fresh in our mind what we said we wanted to accomplish, you know, what what we're about as a company and where we're going. And then that is a natural transition into the conversation about what goals are we going to uh, work to achieve in the coming year. So those are, are directly related. Once we get to that point, then we begin really building our operational plan on that, our hiring plan, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know, to support that. Okay, so what does that process look like? I mean, who all is involved in that review of the vision script and then the creation of the annual plan? So typically, our executive team is involved in the review and revision of the vision script. Then we involve, we include, um, in addition, our leadership team, which are directors, into the conversation about the annual plan. Because once you get to the annual plan, you're really starting to have a conversation, as we're talking about today, about execution. And they're the people that are most charged with execution in our company. So there needs to be ownership there. That's right. And so how long does that process take? Is that like a... A half-day meeting or? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I wish it was a half-day meeting. Actually, I don't because I really enjoy this process. It's one of my favorite It's meetings. one of my favorite things we do all year because futuristic is my number one strength on the Strengths Finders. I didn't know that. Test. I knew it was yeah. your top five. Yeah, it's my number one. It's so my top five, but it's not it's number like one. I'm always in the future. So this process has changed for us over the years, but at this point, it takes us two to three months to complete. Now, of course, it's not two, three months of dedicated time. It just happens over that period of time. We typically start in August or early September and we finish up before Thanksgiving. And so that includes everything from, you know, beginning with this first step till for us, the very end, which is a uh, finished and approved budget, a calendar, a company-wide calendar, a hiring plan, those kinds of things, and then a preparation for our annual meeting. So that's sort of where this all ends for us operationally. But I think allowing enough time, not trying to cram this in a couple of weeks, you know, is helpful because you're able to reflect and really refine each of these steps. Well, the important thing to see here is that we're starting off with this big vision that's out there in the future, about three years. And we're beginning to pull this into the present or to reverse engineer that vision. That's how I think of it. So the annual plan is kind of, it's the second link, but it's the first step in reverse engineering how we get to the vision. Well, when I think back at the beginning of Michael Hyden Company, when we weren't doing this in this quite in this way, and how much easier it is now for us to create our annual plan with the clarity that comes from the vision script, uh, it really directs and guides our decision making. I mean, the, the basically the goals almost write themselves once you have the vision script because you're so clear on where you're going and where you're not going that developing your annual plan, I think, if you haven't done this before, will all of a sudden feel so much easier for you because you have this amazing filter that you can use for the decision making process. So perhaps that sounds like a lot of time to dedicate to this. But we think this is really the engine of our growth. And we've grown on average over 60% over the last four years, every year. And the reason that we've done that is because we've got this process of creating a vision and created this linkage to execution, and it creates momentum in the business so that that this is, a, like I said, a key driver of our success and of our growth. And we wouldn't be talking about this on the show today if we didn't believe this could have the same effect for you. 
And I just want to be clear, I'm not saying two to three months are, is how much time that we're spending around a table working on this process. It's not. We're probably spending, I would guess, about seven to 10 total days spread out over two to three months meeting together as various groups of stakeholders to get to the end result. And then, of course, people are doing things on their own, you know, working on the budget, the finance team or something like that. And not everybody's involved in every part of no. it. For example, as the CEO, I'm not involved in the part where the budget gets put together, you know, or the calendar gets put together. Now, I ultimately approve those things mm -hmm. and I have, you know, an opportunity to review it, but I'm not in the weeds, you know, making all that stuff happen. So we are forming the chain that links vision to execution. Link one is the vision script itself. Link two is the annual plan. And that brings us to link three, quarterly goals. Megan, you mentioned annual goals for the company, and we tell people 10 to 12 personal goals for the year. Is that number hold for the company, or is it a different number? We believe that it does. So as a company, we practice uh, the same application of that you know, number of goals, both personally and professionally. How we think of it is, is that each goal needs to have an owner. So every goal company-wide for us is owned by an executive and therefore his or her team. And so nobody has responsibility for, you know, too many professional goals as a result. And that's worked really well for us. And one more question about this annual plan. All of those 10 to 12 goals, are all of them directly linked to the vision or are some of them just other things that we're trying to do in the company? I think they have to be all related. Now, they may be a component that's not explicitly stated in the vision, like something that has to happen in order to achieve one of the outcomes in the vision script. Um, but if, if it doesn't fit into the vision, we really don't have any business doing it. This is the secret to eliminating overwhelm in your company and the secret to getting the double win, you know, to win at work and succeed at life. If you're doing all this stuff that's unrelated to the vision, why? Why are you doing this stuff that's not part of your vision? You know, it keeps everybody busy, but it ends up being a lot of fake work, a lot of busy work. So the vision, properly done, as I talk about it, the vision-driven leader, acts as a tremendous filter for filtering out the, the opportunities that look like opportunities, but are really masquerading as opportunities. They're really distractions. And that brings us to link number three, quarterly goals. Quarterly goals are the next link, and they're important because you've got to develop a reliable cadence of execution. And we found that the, the quarter is a natural uh, period for doing this. You know, 90 days, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, depending on how you count it. Uh, there was a very famous book written about the 12-week year. And it's kind of, it kind of talks about this, the idea of thinking of that as, as a complete cycle in and of itself. And we do the same thing here at Michael Hyde and Company. We teach the same thing to our business accelerator coaching clients, but to really focus on what those quarterly goals are going to be for your team. So you've got those 10 to 12 goals for your year. Now, what are the two to three goals that you're going to focus on company-wide for this particular quarter? Now, for a lot of people, they think, well, that's not enough. I mean, there's so many things we want to accomplish. Why can't we have 10 to 12 for the quarter? It's because you've got a business to maintain. And the business that you're currently maintaining demands a lot of attention, a lot of focus, a lot of resources. 
a goal by definition is going to be an initiative that's outside sort of that daily activity outside of business as usual. So you got to be very strategic, very thoughtful, very focused in terms of what you're willing to commit to it. So we recommend, and we we think the research supports this and certainly our experience supports it, that you need to have two to three goals to focus on each quarter. You also don't want to take your annual plan and make all those goals due at the end of the year. You know, that's a recipe for people to procrastinate or for, you know, that last that last quarter, that fourth quarter to just be a flurry of activity and people, you know, cross the finish line if they do, you know, out of breath, stumbling, ready to die. You don't want that. I think it's important to say that these quarterly goals are not different than your annual goals. These are not milestones that you're trying to accomplish toward your list of annual goals. These are the annual goals that have deadlines in the next quarter that you're pursuing. Okay. So we talk about goal visibility constantly here on a personal level. What do we do to keep these quarterly goals, which are really annual goals, pulled down for each quarter? How do we keep those visible? Because it's pretty easy to lose things in the shuffle. It is. And it's a really important part of execution. You can't execute if you don't have clarity and visibility. So what we do at Michael Hyde and Company is that once a quarter, we have an all-team training. So we believe in investing in our team with professional development. And we really want to see our team as an investment that we're making. And how can we continue to develop the value of that investment? And as a part of that, what we do is we review the goals that we're focused on for that quarter. And that lets everybody kind of be reminded and get refocused on what the mission is for that quarter. And that's a great way to do it. Now, I I don't want to get into this in depth. We do in our coaching program, but I do want to mention that that also cascades down. So from those company-wide goals, we have departmental goals. Individuals have goals for the quarter as well. So we recommend the same thing for individuals as we do for the company, that you have two to three goals for this quarter that you're focused on. And that's going to come become important in the next link. I just like to add, Megan, for business owners out there, These quarterly trainings are like the highlight of the quarter for, Mm -hmm. I think, every team member. And if you're hearing quarterly training, you're thinking about getting hauled down to the cafeteria for an afternoon (laughs) uh, every three months to go over the non-discrimination policy or, or something like that. This is really an enriching time. And focusing on goals and goal achievement is really part of what makes it inspiring. Mm -hmm. We love that time. It's, um, it's very fruitful. So link one between vision and execution is the vision script, link two, the annual plan, which leads naturally to link three, quarterly goals, and then link four, weekly objectives. I feel like for a lot of people that this is the missing link uh, between the accomplishment of their annual goals or their vision and their daily actions. You know, they they can kind of understand tasks, they can understand goals, but the, the link between those two things is really unclear. And I think weekly objectives is one of the main parts about how you get there. So we recommend that you're reviewing your annual goals or annual plan on a regular basis, you know, at least weekly. And when you're doing that and you're doing in the full focus planner, what we call the weekly preview process, which, you know, happens at the end of a week and it's your preparation for the coming week. Part of the, the very last part of that is identifying your weekly objectives. These are 
significant outcomes that you want to achieve in the coming week. So they're not tasks. Those are different. Those are discrete things. Um, They're also not goals. These are sort of like, what's the next thing that you need to accomplish in order to make progress on your annual goals? And when you ask yourself that, it becomes very clear where you need to have your focus for the coming week. It's a great thing to do with your team because it can feel like everything's important. But the truth is, if you accomplish three important outcomes on a weekly basis, you're going to make major progress towards your goals and therefore your vision on a on a weekly and annual and uh, beyond annual basis. So this is a really important practice. And you can institute this as our teams do as a part of their weekly planning process. You know, the other thing, about this we have to talk about is the psychological benefit. Mm-hmm. I think when you have three items that you want to accomplish for the week, three objectives, it all of a sudden makes the week feel manageable. You know, and whenever I go through the process, I might look at my calendar and feel overwhelmed, but if I can isolate the three objectives that I'm trying to accomplish, all of a sudden it feels manageable and I'm not overwhelmed. So I think there's that added benefit, which makes me eager to take on the week. You know, I'm not reluctant. I'm not hesitant. I'm not dreading Mondays. I'm looking forward to getting to it. Well, I often say that, you know, completing this weekly preview process and and really culminates in the um, decision about what your weekly objectives are going to be is the antidote to that terrible feeling that many of us have had on Sunday nights where we're dreading Monday, we can't sleep, you know, we're we're thinking about all the things we have to do. And it's just kind of that swirl feeling Mm -hmm. that's just really, ugh, it feels terrible. It's because everything feels the same level, right? Everything feels like equally important. And it's just it's just too much. But when you isolate, you say, okay, maybe I've got a lot of meetings this week, like I've frankly had this week. But here are the three things that are the most important. If I didn't do anything else, if I got these three things done, I'd feel great about this week. And it really does help you sleep at night. It helps you know exactly where to focus when you wake up on Monday morning. And maybe most importantly, it defines a win. So sometimes it's hard to measure a win. Like, are we making progress? I don't really know. You know, there's that kind of feeling when you're thinking about execution. But if you know that if you just achieve you or and or your team just achieve these three objectives for the week, that that's a win, that means everybody gets to go home on Friday feeling like they killed it. Mm -hmm. And that's an awesome feeling. It is. You know, what I like about this weekly objectives link is that this is where it's starting to get real in terms of execution. Yes. Because a quarterly goal, you can't procrastinate forever, but you can procrastinate for 12 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But you really can't procrastinate too much on a weekly objective. You have to get right after that. So we're already getting from way up to vision down to things that have to happen in the next five business days. Let's talk about link five, which is the final link in our chain between vision and execution, daily tasks. This is where the rubber does meet the road. And the average person, based on our research with our clients, has 15 tasks that they have to get done per day. So people that use a task list, on average, 15 tasks. The problem with that is even if they get half of those done, they still feel like a failure at the end of the day. And they probably added more all day long. Right. They're and just it's, stacking up while you're in meetings or you're taking notes totally. in your meetings. It feels like you're playing this perverse game of whack-a-mole where you check something off and two more things appear. Right. So you can never get ahead of it. So as a result of that, because of having these unwieldy task lists, you, you wake up overwhelmed, you go to bed defeated, and it's just this vicious cycle. Your team can sense that. When you show up at the office with that kind of energy, your team can sense it. You can sense it. It's why you feel that sense of dread about going to work. The cure to that is to identify three and only three tasks 
that have to be done. Not all tasks are created equal. Some are less important. You know, running that errand, making that phone call may not be as important as really making movement towards one of your goals or towards an important project. And that's our rule for the for the three, for the daily big three, is that they either have to be linked to a goal or they have to be an important project. They could be one or the other. They have to be important to use the uh, Eisenhower matrix. They don't have to be urgent, but they do have to be important. Just consider the Pareto principle. You know, the Pareto principle teaches that 20% of the effort drives 80% of the result. If the average person has 15 tasks, then 20% of 15 is magically three. So if you can focus on the three tasks that are going to be the highest leverage tasks, they're going to drive the biggest results. And if you can get those done in a day and can declare it a win, just think what that does for how you feel about work. And I do this every day. I know you guys all do this every day too, but it's fantastic. Our clients report that this is the single biggest thing that gives them a sense of progress. And it's deceptively simple, but incredibly powerful. Well, this is the one thing that I will not compromise on a daily basis. I mean, if I don't have time to take a shower, I am still writing down my big three for the day because it's so important in directing my focus and driving my execution and making me feel good about what I've accomplished, which is, you know, confidence is so important in terms of execution and ultimately achievement. Um, So I love this and I practice it religiously and have for a long time. I think it's important to say if you're trying to kind of discriminate between weekly objectives and daily tasks, we're really talking about discrete actions here. We are not talking about a project. If what you put on your daily task list has a bunch of steps to it, it's probably a project. I mean, these are things like, you know, attend an executive team meeting, make 10 sales calls, finish a report, um, you know, have a phone call with so-and-so or lunch. Those are daily tasks. These tasks and projects are not the same things. And so your outcomes, or rather your weekly objectives can be projects. I mean, those are very often a project. They have multiple components and they may take up space. The, the individual tasks on those may populate your daily tasks throughout the week. Um, but if you if you really want to manage the overwhelm, you have to keep your daily tasks as discrete actions and not projects. That whole system is worked into the planner, the full focus planner. It really is. And if you're kind of wondering, how am I going to put all this together, you know, for either for yourself or for um, your team, the full focus planner is an invaluable tool. I mean, we really built this with this model in mind. You know, how can we make it easy for you to create execution, drive execution in your own life and in your organization? So the first page of the Full Focus Planner is your annual goal page. And you're going to list your annual goals. There's a a sidebar or or a column rather that's going to be where you identify which ones you're pursuing for the quarter. So you know exactly which goals are your quarterly goals, as we talked about earlier, along with your annual goals. And then in the weekly preview process, as I said earlier, the very last step is to identify your weekly objective. So you're going to get crystal clear on that link between the quarterly goals that you're focused on and what you need to do in the next week to move the needle on those. And then the daily pages within the planner are going to have you identify right at the top your daily big three. And this is the practice I was talking about a minute ago. It's so easy and it makes the connection really clear between your annual goals, your quarterly goals, your weekly objectives, and your daily tasks. And we've had great success not only for individuals using the Full Focus Planner, but we have many teams that are using this organization-wide. And the the feedback that we get from those teams about how the practice of using the Full Focus Planner in driving execution is just incredible. 
And I don't want to miss this opportunity because some of you might be interested. You can find out more about the planner at leadto.win slash planner. So today we've learned that every leader can tie vision to execution with these five links. It begins with the vision script, which is your destination three to five years in the future. That links to the annual plan, which are your goals to be accomplished in the next 12 months. The next is the quarterly goals, which are two or three of the annual goals that are selected for achievement in any given quarter. Those lead to weekly objectives, which are the big three things that you want to accomplish toward your quarterly goals. And those link in turn to your daily big three, which are high leverage specific actions you can take today. Final thoughts, guys? Well, you know, if you've struggled with execution or you've, you've really wanted to take your execution to the next level in your company, I think this provides a useful framework for understanding what the missing pieces might be, because it's very possible that the vision piece has been lacking for you, or that maybe kind of downstream, the weekly objectives and daily tasks have been disconnected from the big picture. And on either end that you're struggling, if you can really connect the dots and and get these links uh, connected to one another, the power of that working in unison is incredible. Well, I'm obviously passionate about vision. You know, I've read a new book on it, The Vision Driven Leader. Uh, We've talked about it on several episodes, but the vision is only half the process. You've got to execute. And the linkage that we've talked about today is how you bring that vision to life, because ultimately that's, that's what we're after. We're not just trying to create the vision as an exercise, but we're trying to create a bigger, better future. And the way you do that is to implement this linkage. Michael and Megan, thanks for sharing this today. Very practical framework that every leader can use. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, Megan. And thanks to all of you for listening to us today. And we'll join you right here next week. Until then, lead to win. If I've heard you say it once, Michael, I've heard you say it a hundred times. Don't, <clears throat> don't something about. Do I need to say it again? Yeah, say it again. <laughs> That's amazing. This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's new book, The Vision Driven Leader. Order your copy for free bonuses today at visiondrivenleader.com.